0: And now for something completely different.
1: Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit all for the glory of God. That's the key. First, the Lord is so gracious to you and me. So often we are blessed with the fortunes of the spoils of our enemies, so to speak. That's true from a spiritual point of view. It's also true from a possessions point of view. So when the Lord blesses us with the spoils of warfare or from the spoils of a situation, there's a good portion in Scripture that says, share the blessings. Perhaps that's why he blessed us. Ooh. Next, Christian truths are life-giving to the authentic Bible believer who embraces them. And we have a multitude of promises from God, past, present, and future. What he asks of us is that we be
2: careful,
1: careful to obey his commandments. That means to be
2: careful
1: with everything we have inside and out. And finally, you say tomato, I say tomato. You say potato, I say potato. Let's call the whole thing off. So goes the song, and so goes too many Christians. The Bible shows us that we are all too quick to go to war with one another. Here is a genius thought. That's the wrong enemy. Let's focus on the Antichrist and not the differences we have
0: You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
1: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience. Local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. I like that. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Not liking that. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. Hey, 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 we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at org. You can text us 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that... Captain Chris will answer the phone and it will just be cool. There you go. Cool. Don't forget we got to come up with a tag for you on that, right? So, okay, let me know. All right. All right. Uh here's the bottom line. The bottom line is maybe you have a thought, maybe you have an opinion, a comment. Maybe you want to share something. Maybe you have a prayer request, a praise report. Possibly you're like, "I want to be involved in the Bible trivia." You do? Okay. Here you go. Here's your Bible trivia. Which group of people who did not believe in the resurrection did Jesus rebuke, saying they were in error and did not know the scriptures or the power of God? Ooh, Which group was that, if you think you know the answer? You are welcome to call into our show. That'd be 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Speaking of hemustincrease.org, check out the website for all a bunch of different goodies. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website he must increase org he must increase dot email david at he must increase org Facebook he must increase ministry YouTube he must increase ministry There you go check that out By the way if you think you know on the trivia question I want to make sure you get that opportunity It is I want to make sure I get it right Which group of people did who did not believe in the resurrection did Jesus rebuke saying they were in Error, not knowing the scriptures or God's power. Which group was that? Reach out to us if you think you know. Keep in mind any topics open for conversation because it's not professional radio. It's just radio, and sometimes we wonder about that. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. It's the David Spoon Experience, so buckle up, little campers. Here we go. All right, so while that's going on, We've told you to check out the website. We've got that stuff done. We're going to go into this interesting teaching that I came across in Joshua, the book of Joshua. So there's going to be a teaching, one, two, oh, I got three teachings in, in Joshua today, okay? They're not in sequential order. Are they sequential? No, they're not in sequential order. <laughs> I had to Check. Uh, in the meantime, though, there's some really terrific insight uh, and I hope that I can use this, and I'm hoping you can use this, and I'm hoping we can use this. And that's a big premise of this show. I'm not your pastor. I'm not your—this this guy, who knows everything. <laughs> you want to talk to my wife? You want to find out how much I don't know? Five minutes with her, and you'll be like, uh-huh. <laughs> that's all you got to know. Here's what we are. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord pushing together, hanging together, just knowing that as the day gets closer, and you know it's getting closer and closer, That we are strengthening one another and empowering one another and blessing one another and encouraging one another so that we can stand firm in the faith while many things in the world seem to fall apart around us. We want to be firm in our faith, immovable, and not just our our commitment, but in our confidence that God is in control. All right, we have somebody ready to answer the trivia. Here we go, here we go, here we go. (laughs) This is David. Who am I talking to? This Annika. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. All right, this is a good question because it really makes people think that it's hard to believe that people really think some of this, but which group of people did not believe in any resurrection? Uh, did Jesus re- rebuke them and he said they were in great error for not knowing the scriptures or God's power?
3: Would be the sad juices, and that's why they were sad. You see,
2: that is correct, and you got the joke, too. Wow.
1: You got it both in one run. That's why you're they're sad. You see, because they're sad, you sees, and they don't believe. They don't believe in anything. Uh, how many people? How many people in the world does that sound like? Too many, right? <laughs> it's like they don't believe uh, in resurrection. They don't believe in angels. They don't believe in anything that's going on. It's like what's wrong
2: with you people?
1: <laughs> really? Excellent job. Very, very good job on the trivia, and I greatly appreciate it. Okay,
3: thank you so much. You All have right. a
1: great day. Thanks. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. All right. There we go. There we go. All right. All right. Then we get into this Joshua text. Okay. Don't you love stuff like that? Just love. So, okay. Joshua 22 8, he said, Return to your homes with great wealth, a huge number of cattle, silver, gold, bronze, iron, and large quantities of clothing. And then he says this Share the spoils of your enemies with your brothers. I'm that weird guy that thinks that's cool. I don't know. They go to war. Joshua's pretty good at commanding. They had a lot of victories under Joshua. Okay? So he did a pretty good job there. He tells them, okay, you guys, man, okay,
2: pretty good. Made
1: a nice little killing. That's a pretty good job. Impressive. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this great wealth. I want to take you take the number of cattle and the silver, and the gold, and the bronze, and the iron, and large quantity of clothing, which tells you it's a variety of areas that they're blessed in, right? Not just one area, just like kind of like these different things. And then he says this, share it. Share the spoils with your brothers. So there's two elements that you can do from a practical in context, point of view, everybody can understand without being a genius, without being a theologian, you understand this is Joshua telling the children of Israel who've uh, accomplished a great deal in war that they should share the spoils of their war. But there's this dynamic application principle that also works for all of us. Not only is this principle workable for you and I that when the Lord blesses you, we should be a blessing to our brothers and sisters, not only is that kind of self evident, so you don't need a lot there, but there's also a little bit here that you can enjoy or at least Think about or contemplate that sometimes the Lord gives you great victory over your enemies in your circumstances, over the enemy, the devil, who doesn't like you, hates you and everything about you, over, over situations that you've come through and you've gotten through through praise and through faith and through perseverance and endurance. And you know what you should do? You should share the blessing of that overcoming of those things with your brothers and sisters too. Because you know what encourages somebody who's going through a really tough trial? Somebody else who's gone through it and gotten through it and comes out the other side and they don't look like Swiss cheese. They're just, they're just, you're, you know, it's just like you pay, they're breathing, they're alive, everything's good. That encourages people because it reminds them of the activity. Let me say this a little different. It encourages people because it reminds them of the current activity of God. See, a lot of people will look at it and say, well, God did that back then, or he did that back then, but when we're sharing about some of our triumphs, our spiritual triumphs, our spiritual victories, then people are getting the testimony of God in the present tense, and it is a powerful statement. And people who are struggling to get through will be blessed by that. That's another thing that we should share. Now, I absolutely think that we should share our blessings that are material. But I also think we should share our blessings that are spiritual. Some people need that more than anything else. Maybe it's just being sensitive enough to the Lord to go the direction he wants us to go. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
4: Moving is hard. It's a moment that everyone dreads. But wait, there's an answer. Jesus can help. And for the moving parts, Men of God Moving is there for you. Men of God Moving is a full-service Christian moving company that is locally owned and operated, serving the entire Dallas and Fort Worth area. Men of God Moving helps with homes, apartments, offices, long and short distance relocations, and so much more. They offer packing and unpacking services, loading and unloading, assembling and disassembling, plus many other helpful services. Tell them you heard it on the David Spoon Experience and receive a substantial discount. Substantial means a whole bunch. Call them at 817-707-7672 or go to their website, menofgodmoving.com. That's menofgodmoving.com. And check them out on Facebook. The Lord's Word says serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Ephesians 6-7. Allow men of God moving the privilege of serving you. And listen to Johnny Hill, the owner, often on the David Spoon Experience. To hear his testimony, reach out to men of God moving. Johnny's testimony will move you. God bless.
2: Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in in any normal universe that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus. And as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus and he saw the winds and the waves and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus. The David Spoon
4: Experience.
2: Welcome back.
1: To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question, which will be followed by three or four terrible jokes. Okay. Hey, you've been warned. That's your warning, right? There it is. Fine. Uh, in which of his letters or epistles? So, in the old, in the New Testament, a letter was called an epistle. Okay. That's not the wife of an apostle. It's a letter. In which of the letters does Paul say that he longs to know the power of Christ's resurrection? In which of the letters that Paul wrote did he, does he say, I long to know the power of his resurrection? If you think you know the answer, I do have a hint for you, but I'm going to wait on that. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the number to call, 214-210-8483 is the text. And then david at org would be the uh, email. I knew I'd come up with a word at some point. Uh, So if you think you know, uh, I will tell you this. So that's kind of a tougher one. So I will only tell you this. It is something we have reviewed on the show. Okay. First answer in from V. Very good. People are people are very 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 smart. That's what that's what I love about this. All right. While you guys are contemplating on some of that, I have some terrible jokes for you. Hey, you ready? Now, Actually, the third one is very funny. <laughs> now I told it to my wife, and she said. I think it's funny that some people in your audience are going to not think it's funny. But if my wife thinks it's funny, then by golly, it's funny. Here's the first couple. Ready? You ready for these? All right. You got the buzzer and everything else. All right. Here we go. What is the strongest day of the week? Strongest day of the week? That would be Sunday because the rest are weekdays. There you go. That's right. We're live here every night. Uh, We're dark on Mondays, but we do do a double show on Saturdays. Just kidding. Uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, Mark, my wife treats me like an idol. Ray, why do you say that? Mark, she feeds me burnt offerings.
2: (laughs) Help me, Jesus! Help me, Jewish God! Ah! Help me, Tom Cruise! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. <laughs> now, if you guys don't think this joke is funny, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything negative. I'm just – I'm telling you now. And, and remember, we do jokes. there are up and down. There's no uh, – we're not trying to isolate anybody. Just go with the flow. Laugh. It's kind of got that thing going to it. A 98-year-old mother superior from Ireland was dying. The nuns gathered around her bed to try and make her last journey comfortable. They tried to give her some more milk, but she refused. The other nuns, then one of the other nuns, took the glass back to the kitchen. Remembering a bottle of Iris whiskey that they had received as a gift previous, the previous Christmas, she opened it up and poured a generous amount into the warm milk. Back at Mother Superior's bed, she held the glass to her lips. The mother drank a little, then a little more, and before she knew it, she had drunk the whole glass down to the last drop. Mother, the nuns asked with earnest, please give us some wisdom before you go to the Lord. She raised herself in the bed and, with a pious look on her face, said, Don't sell that cow.
2: <laughs> right? Come on! <laughs> Don't sell that cow. Come on! <laughs> Don't sell that cow. I think that's pretty funny. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Okay. <laughs> All right. The trivia question.
1: Oh my goodness. The trivia question is: In which of the letters does Paul say he longs to know the power of Christ's resurrection? The only other hint I'm going to give you is that it's the second book that we did expository on. That should help some people right there. Joshua chapter 22, verse 5. We already did Joshua 22, 8. We're doing 22, 5. Here's what it says. Only carefully obey the command and instruction that Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to keep his commands, to remain faithful in him, and to serve him with all your heart and all your soul. These five elements are actually not the exact same, and I know a people do a lot of merging on it, but they're not actually the same, and I want to try and break them down and give you just a maybe a, a more simplistic way to approach it. First and foremost, the, what Joshua is saying is, hey, Moses gave you some commandments. These commandments are spot on. This is the way that you stay in, in tight relationship with the Lord. First and foremost, he says this, to love the Lord your God. Now, isn't that ironic how that's not different? From the New Testament, it's the same commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Bingo! The Lord is God, the the, uh, the, the Shema, which is the Jewish Shema, hero of Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Uh, is is it's all about love the Lord your God. This is the whole way that everything gets rolling. Even if you look at the Ten Commandments, and you can get into the theology of this, but the first three are directed towards, primarily directed towards the Lord. The fourth one is directed towards yourself. It's the Sabbath where you're supposed to take a break. It's not that God needs the rest, but you need the rest, even if that rest is in the Lord, which it should be. So it's kind of you and God together. And then the last six are for the other people. So it goes God first, then you, then the other people. Well, isn't that funny that it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, which is again a summation. And uh, even there is three, one, six. It's the same thing. So if you really catch that, it's kind of a cool little uh, thing. But here it says, love him. But it says something else. I've got somebody calling in and we'll break so that they can answer the question. But it says something else. It says be careful to love him because it's easy to think of God and to go about your day but not really be devoted to God. It's easy to have a passing thought about God but not to be careful. And the Lord wants you to be careful because the enemy is just trying to get you to veer off a little the enemy's not going to come to you and say completely abandon your faith and do this. The enemy just wants you to steer off a little bit because if you steer off a little bit and go up that line, you'll be far away by the time that line goes up. So that's where that comes in. We'll take our break. We're going to take our this phone call, then come back, and then I'll give you the rest of them. Right? Okay. Here we go. Somebody ready to answer the trivia? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David.
3: This is Mary.
1: Hi, Mary. How are
2: you?
3: Well, I'm not real sure about the answer, and I know I should really know the I bet answer to this question.
1: I, I bet you I can help you get there. So let's let's try and do this. You're not sure the answer for the trivia, you mean?
3: Yeah, always the trivia okay. question.
1: All right. All right, here, let me let me help you. It, it this I don't know if this will help you or not. This is one of his prison epistles. Does that help a little? Oh,
3: oh, oh well. I I think it's Ephesians, but if is that right? if
1: if you didn't pick Ephesians, what would be the next one you would pick? If you didn't pick Ephesians, what would okay, be the Okay, I
3: don't know. It could either be Colossians or it could be I know you've read talked in the the book of Colossians.
1: Okay. Or
3: is it in Philippians? Ah,
2: there we go! Ding, 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 ding! There it is. That's <laughs> well, all right. You knew it. You had the right
1: range and you had the right overall process. And that's what you want. It's in Philippians. It's uh, Philippians chapter 310. And it has to do with Thank Paul. You. Even Paul saying, as good as I am, there's a long way to go and a lot for me to learn, a lot for me to grow in. But it's just important that you'll always think of in your mind. You'll always yeah. think uh, to know the power of Christ's resurrection.
2: Philippians,
1: Philippians, Philippians, yes. and, Philippians. You, you, and you won't forget right. that ever. So that's a good job right there.
3: Was he was he in prison when he wrote the book of, to the Colossians or
1: not? I'm sorry. Say that again. Do
3: you know
1: who wrote the book of Colossians? Was, was
3: he in prison?
1: Yes, he, when person, when he wrote
3: when he wrote the book
1: of Colossians? To the, to no. The
3: church of Colossians. No,
1: the, to the to oh to the Colossians. Yeah, no. Uh he was the prison epistles are oh it's Philippians, Col, uh, Colossians, Ephesians and Philemon. So those are the those are the four prison epistles. Wait,
3: wait, say them again. I didn't get them. Fli- all.
1: Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians and Philemon.
3: Oh, I'm fine. okay. Philemon
1: gets a score in
3: okay.
1: there. The, the little guy's got to get right. something, you know.
2: <laughs> well, Good thank job. Thank you very Mary.
3: much. Okay, uh, I, I, you know, I. Well, I just kind of split my mind. That's you know, all right.
2: That's okay.
3: About uh,
1: well, you're doing okay, a
2: great well, job. Well,
3: <laughs> well, thanks a lot, and of course, well, my mind has been so much on what's been going on in our country. You yep. know.
1: Yep, that's why you gotta keep you gotta keep yourself also refreshed in the things of the kingdom, right? Or you'll go you yeah, just sink right that's down. Right. That's right. That's right. All right, good job, Mary.
3: Okay. Well, thank you. All right.
1: God bless. Lord bless you. Okay. You okay. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. Good job, by Mary. Good job. All right. So let me just finish this up because I only got like a minute or less than a minute. So, the first commandment that uh, Joshua says is to love him, and then it says to walk in his ways, and then it says to keep his commandments. To keep his commandments is different than to walk in his ways, and you think, how is that? To walk in his ways means to walk like Jesus walked. To keep his commandments is to do what he said. See that little difference right there? It's not huge, but enough. To remain faithful, which means don't shrink back. Shrinking back is bad. And then to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul means to serve God with everything you have on the inside of you. And that'll manifest in your actions on the outside of you.
2: Uh, okay, got it.
1: All right, folks, when you take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not-yet-believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax-deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless, or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's fare, everyone, for more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you
1: the purpose of human creation god was bored and wanted a tinker toy set to play with he wanted a petri dish to look at so he can go (laughs) genesis 1 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth as opposed to the mindset that says well this whole thing is the divine experiment The Lord was bored, impossible to be bored if you're not stuck by time, by the way. Oh, you you didn't think of that, right? Because he's not bound by time. The purpose of human creation ultimately is four words. Uh, Here we go. The purpose of creation for humanity, to fellowship with God.
4: The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2
0: on 770-KAAM.
2: Sometimes, Sometimes, Welcome
1: back to the David Spoon Lord. Experience. Thank you for joining us here at kwm 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. All right, now I'm going to tell you this next trivia question is not easy. Okay, we do We're not going to do our fog. Our our horn is only for when they're tricky. So just let you know. We'll have to come up with an anvil uh, sound, like, kind of thing, for uh, when they're difficult, okay? Because sometimes they're difficult. So I got two of them. I'll give you some time. Nobody's in a rush. We're not... uh, Relax. This sounds like Darth Vader. Luke. Okay, anyway, (laughs) so... That's right, I could do that through a scuba thing, too. Anyhow, which Old Testament book has a verse in it which takes or talks or is taken the messianic prophecy about Jesus having his side pierced? Remember where it says, and they will look upon him whom they have pierced? What Old Testament book is that in? They will look upon him whom they have pierced. Ooh, which book is that? I will tell you, it is in the 12th chapter of this book, but I cannot tell you which book. Uh, But my advice in the Old Testament is to go far, far right. If you're looking at a road map, go far, far right. Which uh, Old Testament book uh, is the indicator which talks about... The messianic prophecy of Jesus having his side pierced, they will look upon him whom they have pierced. Okay? All right. Remember, far right. The only other key, minor prophets minor profit. That's your only other case. If you think you know it, you can call 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he org. which I do want to remind you about the website, because even though we paid the bills, you still have to... <laughs> you have to build the account it's not like we're making money Trust me so uh, please check it out if you can give great if not don't worry about it he must increase.org website he must increase.org. <laughs> he must increase. email David at he must increase org Facebook he must increase ministry YouTube he must increase ministry all right before we get to the uh any more of the Or the teaching We want to make sure to do history Because I took the time to write it out And that's why we do stuff like that Because I took the time to write it out So let's play our little history song Let's go Alright, uh, these are okay. I'm not going to give this uh, History Day oh fantastic kind of thing. Uh, so I'm I'm telling you that ahead of time. Today it's National Trail Mix Day. Okay, I mean some people, I like trail mix. Do you like trail mix? Yeah, it's good, right? It tastes good. All right. Uh, it's National Eat Outside Day. What if it's raining when they do that? Like, if it's like National Eat Outside Day and it's storming or something, it's like, I don't know. And then I thought this was a great one. uh, Motorist Consideration Day. (laughs) First of all, that ought to be every day that ends with a Y. (laughs) Okay. And second of all, that ought to be every day that ends with a Y. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, This will blow your mind. It's not to glorify bad, but in 1798, on this day, the first U.S. bank robbery uh, is taken from the vaults of the Bank of Pennsylvania at Carpenter's Hall during the night. One of the bank robbers died of yellow fever after being arrested. The others returned the money in exchange for a pardon, but it was the first. So 1798. So just think about how long ago that was for a bank robbery. It's like, wow, amazing. And then uh, the only other thing to tell you, which some of you will absolutely positively not care about, not even know what it means, is Barney's favorite album, volume one, uh, featuring 27 songs by Barney. The popular purple dinosaur was released.
2: I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Okay. Tuesday, Dave's brain has melted.
1: (laughs) How's he going to make it through? I have no idea. Uh, Okay. Uh, The question is straightforward. Which Old Testament book has a verse in it which is uh, uh, taken for the Messianic prophecy about Jesus having his side pierced? If you think you know, you can still reach out to us by text. Uh, uh, 214-210-8483, or you can call 972-445-0770. This portion, I just really like this portion, and I just want to talk about it real quickly. This is called Too Quick to War. Too Quick to War. Joshua chapter 22, verse 11. Then the Israelites heard it said, Look, the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half, oops, somebody's calling, and the half tribe of Manasseh have built an altar on the frontier of the land of Canaan at the region of the Jordan of the Israel, on the Israelite side. So when we take this call, I'm going to come back and explain what they did, what they thought it was, and what transpired. Let's take the call first. Are we ready? Yeah, we are. This is David, who am I talking to?
0: This is Gary. How you doing? Good
1: Gary. How are you?
0: Well, I'm here.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you're here though. So I mean that's good. I was praying for you this morning. It's so funny. It's certain days when you pray for people and then they call. It's like it's so strange. But that's I'm glad fun. you called. So I think it, I think it's wonderful. So okay. all right. Now pretty it's a prophetic one. And we had a couple of people guess, and they had some wrong, some right, some wrong, some right. That happens a lot. What Old Testament book talks about Jesus having his side pierced? Is that Zechariah? That is correct, Amendo! It is Zechariah. They will look upon him whom they have pierced. Excellent job. Did you kind of know right away? Did you use any of the hints? Or just kind of like, I've heard it before, I know.
5: No, I didn't know it right off. No, I didn't.
1: Okay, so yeah, Zechariah, great job, because it just sounds like something that would be in Isaiah or Jeremiah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It sounds like it. But in fact, it's Zechariah, and they will look upon him whom they have pierced, and that's the text, and excellent job, right on target. So we're going to keep praying for you. You keep standing strong, and keep calling him when you can.
5: Okay, thank you.
1: All right, God bless. All right, good job. Uh oh yeah so i want to talk about this thing on uh, joshua okay 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 uh, let me start it again, and then we'll go back to it. The Israelites heard it and said, look, the Reubenites, Gadites, and half-tribe of Manasseh. I remember on the tribes that there were two-and-a-half tribes that said, oh, look, I like the territory here. We can build a McDonald's here. And uh, they liked it on that side, and so that those two-and-a-half tribes were like, we'll stay on this side. We'll help you guys on the other side. Uh, so the nine-and-a-half tribes went over. The two-and-a-half tribes stayed, but the, they only stayed there for where they were going to live. They came over for the fighting and fought with them and so on and so forth. So this is where it comes to this. This place. Uh, when the Israelites heard it, they said, look, the Reubenites, Gadites, half-tribe of Manasseh, have built an altar on the frontier of the land of Canaan at the region of Jordan on the Israelite side. Different tribes, different traditions, different styles, and that you're, you're getting to see some of that, all right? But what they heard is that they had built an altar. And what they thought was, look at this, we just won and we're just winning this whole thing, and these two-and-a-half tribes gone back over, and these guys have already built an altar to a false god, and oh my, we're so mad. Okay? Because they had built an altar, and what did they assume? Uh-oh. I don't know if you watch The Odd Couple, or not, Odd Couple or not the show, but they assumed... So verse 24, we actually did this for a specific concern that in the future your descendants might say to our descendants, what relationship do you have with the Lord? They built an altar in honor of God to acknowledge that they were a part of Israel. But the other nine-and-a-half tribes thought they built an altar to a foreign god, and so they were ready to go to war because it's like, we just got this stuff worked out, and you guys are already abandoning the Lord. Kill, kill, kill. That was the attitude, right? And they assumed that these Israelites did something for a different reason. It was absolutely important and acceptable and understandable for why the two-and-a-half tribes built an altar so that in the time in the future they would not be forgotten as a part of Israel. But the bigger part of Israel thought, they're blowing it. They're going after false kings and going after false gods. And the reality is they're just trying to make sure they stay in track and in connection. Why Why is that important? Well, it's important because of James chapter 1 19 and 20, my dearly loved brothers, understand this. Everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for man's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. If they had jumped on what they feared, thought was the situation they would have been jumping the gun they would have been operating in man's anger god never told them to do it and they would have been trying to wipe out their own brothers for a wrong interpretation i don't have to go very far in this conversation to tell you or to tell myself how many wrong interpretations we have put on other people close to us, and far away. We can't be too quick to war. Beloved brothers, understand this. Everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For man's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. So slow down and make sure. That's what it is. Hi, right, folks. You're listening to David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere.
4: What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there... You can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable, but then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart
1: and the board On the phone with us today, our privilege to have Kirk Cameron, who is uh, coordinating the uh, conference for Love Worth Fighting For, a marriage event. Kirk, are you with us? I'm
5: here. I'm glad. How are you? How are you? Thanks I'm, for having me on your
1: show. It's my privilege to have you on the show. I'm glad you're joining us. I got to tell you, uh, here's something that uh, nobody knows in all the world except for my wife. When you did the movie Fireproof in uh, the 2008 period, it is the only movie in my entire life, and I'm in that post-50 category. It's the only movie in my entire life that I gave to other friends as long as I've been alive because I thought it would be beneficial for their marriage. It was truly an inspirational movie that, uh, in my marriage, it's a great marriage. It just encouraged me to make it that much greater.
5: Oh man, that, that that's great to hear. That, that encourages me a lot, and uh, I've heard other people have, have said that as well. And um, you know, my hat goes off to the guys who wrote the script and the church that made the movie. And I was uh, I was really honored to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, you did a great job, man. I really got to tell you. I mean, uh-huh. I know I know there's uh, you got uh, things that you grow up with, and you did things through it, but that kind of stuff, uh, where you have an opportunity and you were able to play a character that really conveys. Hey, at times in marriage, there's a struggle, but there's this uh, promise from the Lord, there's this capacity from the Lord to have a marriage that gets better and better as long as you're in it and not sitting on the outside watching it.
5: Right right on, man. I, I often say that marriage never fails. Marriages do not fail. People fail. Um, God made the universe. Uh, he made it perfect, and uh, we— introduced some sin, selfishness, death, destruction into it, and we do the same with marriage. It's perfect, and then we allow bitterness, unforgiveness uh, to creep in and stay there. So what, 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 what the Love With Fighting For event is all about, what Fireproof is all about, and, and by the way, Love With Fighting For, uh, our marriage event, grew out of the Fireproof movie. It basically takes the movie and turns it into a live event, and we bring it to your church, and we talk about those kind of things is how to resurrect a marriage that has been um, damaged by selfishness and by bitterness. And where do you find joy and hope and healing? Uh, God gives us the capacity for those things, and we talk about where you find it.
1: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes your last trivia question, and
2: oh, boy, is it tough.
1: What? Now, for some of you, you're going to go, oh, that's not hard. Okay, well, for for me, it was hard. Uh, Who said that it was expedient that one man should die for the people? Who said that it was expedient that one man should die for the people? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Plus, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. I will give uh, Eric points. He, him and I have been back and forth. And he, he did point out on the Zechariah 12.10. He goes, well, this in Isaiah 53.5, he was pierced for our transgressions. And he's right. That's a, that's a valid, you know. Wasn't the prophecy one, but that's okay. <laughs> I said you get points. He's
2: like, yay, points.
1: Okay. Uh, anyway, so the question, uh, who said it was expedient that one man should die for the people? Uh, think about who that is. It's going to be more uh, – what's the word we're looking for? It's going to be more, more religious-oriented than political person-oriented. Is that a nice way to say that? I mean that – I think that – there you go. Right. I think that works. Okay, the very last thing I've got for today, we'll give that a chance. I'll have uh, uh, Captain Chris remind me to give the answer if nobody calls in. If you think you know, so who what was the one person? And the reason I want to do that is just to make sure to give people that opportunity. Uh, you know, you get people that call in, people they get afraid and it's like it's okay, we won't bite. Well, we don't bite hard. I think that's important. Uh, who said it'd be expedient for that one man should die for the people? If you think you know, you can reach out to us 972-445-0770 or you can text 214-210-8483. Okay? All right. I'm going to do a pastor ray. Uh, Captain Chris hasn't heard a lot of the, the cast. I think you he heard one, but he's a very good friend of mine. So Pastor Ray, he's a senior pastor of Maranatha Chapel in San Diego, California, actually in Escondido. And uh, he's just been a good friend, and he was the one that's actually responsible for this show, only in that I was sitting at home in the house, and he called me up, and he said, What are you doing, Dave? And I said, Nothing, talking to you. And he said, You should be on the radio. Get back on the radio. Go back on the radio. And then within uh, 48 hours, I had a radio show. So like I said, either people blame him or bless him. One of the two, I don't know, but here's what something he had to write. And I think this is really good, so I, I would really encourage you to listen to this one. Uh, forgive one another if you have ev- if you forgive one another, if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14. This is Pastor Ray. I will be honest, I am puzzled by why. And how some people are healed and others are not. But I know that healing is a reality in the kingdom of God here on earth as well as in heaven. The kingdom is at hand, Jesus reminds us in Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. Understanding the complexities of healing is challenging, but I'm convinced there's a key to the healing in this life, and that is certainly forgiveness is one of those keys. We usually think of physical healing, but emotional and mental healing are also vital to health and well-being. The healing of our minds can lead to the healing of our body. A successful man or woman can go through life looking like they have it all together, happy, prosperous, church involvement, good friends and family, but underlying all that lurk the enemies of fear, anxiety, stress, and worry, eating away at the soul and fueling physical ailments to range from headaches and ulcers to something even worse like heart disease and other afflictions. A quick Google search will find numerous websites with with, uh, reputable medical clinics, like John Hopkins' medicine that tout the healing power of forgiveness. Wow, just think of that. That's amazing. Uh, scripture is full of uh, excl- uh, exclamations like Psalm 103, praise the Lord, my soul who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Healing, which is at the core of the gospel, is about repentance. Let's just think about that. That's another uh, element. Healing, which is the core of the Gospels, is about repentance and forgiveness. Notice that almost every time we read the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the exhortation to repent is part of the deal. That's a great line. Every time you hear Jesus go, kingdom's at hand, kingdom's at hand, kingdom's at hand, what do you know? You know that repent is in the next sentence. That's what you know. It's time to turn around and change our actions and our way of thinking. So what he's basically doing is talking about forgiveness and repentance in the kingdom. Okay, all right. So remember, if you're going to call in, make sure to call in the 972-445-0770 number. When we repent, we seek forgiveness. We need forgiveness for things we have done, said and thought. For crossing boundaries that God set in place, defying his word, and opening ourselves up to demonic strongholds, addictions, temptations, and behaviors. We need to give forgiveness for the violence, abuse, or pain, trauma, and hurts that we have scattered uh, scarred our lives with. Sometimes we need to forgive ourselves for self-inflicted pain. That's really true. Many of you need to forgive yourself. God forgave you. Stop, Stop beating yourself up with it. Sometimes we don't know what we need. Sometimes circumstances are beyond our control. Jesus died to heal us and set an example of love and forgiveness. Even as he suffered, he prayed, Father, forgive them. The master key is to clear the path between others and us, to offer the key to freedom by forgiving others their trespasses just as we are forgiven. So Bray's premise is not it's not it's not a per he's not offering a perfect theology. He's simply saying forgiveness is a pathway, a critical pathway to receiving healing. Some of that forgiveness can come from forgiveness that we need to extend to others. And some of that forgiveness might be something we need to extend to ourselves. But if you're not allowing that to take place, you're creating more afflictions for yourself. I'm like okay. That makes sense. All right we have somebody on the phone that wants to answer. Here we go this is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello? Anything there? Hello? 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 Wait, are you there? Nope, oh, nope, nope. They were there, then they were not there. Okay okay well that's part of the f- live fun of radio so I want to make sure and we'll answer that if they call back we'll we'll try and put them right back on but what I want to make sure you understand is th- what Ray is not saying is that every you know every person's going to get healed who goes through this forgiveness process okay that's not what he's saying but what he is saying is that there is a pathway there and some people are so stuck in bitterness or anger against others or themselves that they're certainly not putting themselves in the best place to find some of that redemptive healing.
2: And It's like that. You can't
1: argue with that. That's absolutely correct. Okay, so he just calls it a pathway to healing, which I like. Okay, all right. We ready this time? Gonna try it again. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
3: Um, you're talk. You're talking to Cordelia.
1: Hi. <laughs> How are you?
3: Fine, thank you. Um, my sister's not here right now, so she went yet to help my other sister go law But I was going to see if I can answer the question.
1: <laughs> All right, you do it. You go ahead and answer. I bet you you can get it, and if not, I bet you we can get you there. So straightforward. Uh, Who said it was expedient that one man should die for the people?
3: Well, I'm going to. I think
1: it's Caiaphas, the high priest. That
0: is correct,
1: Emmanuel. <laughs> That's it. You don't need any help. You got it. You are on target. You got it all huh? by yourself, Cordelia. That's perfect. It was kind of well, wasn't thank
3: even... you. I'm, I'm doing this by myself because my sister wasn't here to help me. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm not did i good calling, you know. Yeah. Maybe I get, you know, it, you did. sometimes some things on my phone. <laughs> anyway, thank you for your show. I'm glad I caught in.
1: Thanks, Cordelia. Okay. You did a great job. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, it's one of those cool things. Actually, so for those that don't understand it, uh, he actually gave that prophecy. This is kind
2: of a cool
1: element. He gave that prophecy, but not because he was spiritual. Okay, so for those that don't understand what happened, uh Caiaphas actually spoke that prophecy because of the position he was in that the holy spirit motored through him so to speak and he said it's expedient for one man to die then for the nation then for everybody else to die but he didn't do that because he was in touch he did it because he was in position which is just another testimony that everybody's thinking oh well you know it's only if this person does this could god do this like <laughs> okay he, he he turned somebody into a cow
2: <laughs> just like come on i mean come on i mean Really? You need more than that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Excellent job by Cordelia. She did a
1: fantastic job. A lot of times when she makes that call, she'll do that with her sister, Drake. that she did it on her own. Excellent work. Very, very proud of you, Cordelia. Excellent work. All right, so all of these teachings that we've talked about today have to do with The understanding that we're pressing in or pushing in towards the Lord, we're drawing in. He requires commitment. He requires surrender. He requires us to be careful not to jump the gun. That's pretty obvious. He wants us to be careful in loving him. That's uh, pretty straightforward. I don't think that needs a lot of explanation. We need to be aware of forgiveness, not just for others, but for ourselves, making sure that the the pathway— that we're talking about is not murky or muddy with uh, with uh, disgust for others or even for ourselves. It's really important to understand you're a sinner, but it's even more important to understand that you are a sinner saved. And I'll say this line, it's not my line, but I've used it many times, it's a great line. Jesus is a better Savior than you are a sinner. Never forget that. Okay? All right. All right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
2: Destroying everyone and everything we find the heart. Hum-
0: and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.